Well, hello, hello, hello. Leavers and believers, friends and family, ladies and germs, we are leaving Hillsong. Yeah, we are, and it's feeling pretty good. Hello, my name's Tanya, and I am thrilled that you are joining us for part two of this secret club. We started last week a chat to Troy about what happened in London when his brother made some new friends. And wouldn't you know it, they were part of this church that he got involved in. And you can hear part one of that. It's just such a genuine, brotherly story. It's uh, not just for an Instagram post. Troy's brother Peter was in Hillsong for about three years. Initially, it had something to do with a girl. He often does. But then things got a bit more serious and Troy was getting more and more concerned. And as we talked about last week, Troy was actually in touch with me about 12 years ago. He'd read the book and wanted to know what he could do to help his brother out of that place. And 12 years later, things are a lot better. So if you will, grab those snacks kick back and enjoy part two of this secret club with my very special guest, Troy. Trying to play it off a little bit, but I think his mind was starting to tick like, okay, this is not what he thought it was like in terms of it just being, you know, standard church, you know, you go there every Sunday and you worship and you go about your day sort of thing. And yep. I think yep. he started to realize that, and I don't really like to like throw this word about because it's quite, I don't know, I, I can't really. No, it is a cult. Yeah. yeah, 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 no. Is that's, that what you were that's, saying? That's the, word, that's the word that I was going to use, really, because, and the reason why I struggle using that word is because sometimes I feel like, it's easy to use that word sometimes, you know, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't really describe it as anything else to be fair, because it just had all makings of a cult. So we, we had seen a video clip. I don't know if you know any of the pastors here, but there's this guy called Gary in, in London. Gary? Oh, we sure know Gary. Yes, he's. Oh, you do know Gary. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So he's the guy here, right? And I remember there was this big conference happening, and I saw a clip of it online. And I remember just looking at the sort of adoration that he was getting, people coming up on stage and giving him gifts and stuff. And I was in two minds about it. Okay, I was a bit like questioning myself. I was thinking, is this wrong? Like. You know, do people, should people, like, if people want to do this, what, why can't they sort of thing, like, give this guy adoration and give him gifts to the son and so forth. But then I thought to myself, what's in it for him? And, uh, and I thought this is a real ego drive for, for him. And I was talking to my brother about it and I said, like, this is like very much like a going against like, biblical doctrine in the bible Very it says you know, yeah. Yeah. Idol you know, it's almost like idolatry 
in a sense. And I just thought, well, yeah. actually, this isn't really like Christ, like, or whatever biblical life. I don't know what you want to call it, sort of thing. Value. So, so, so for me, that's when, that's when, again, it was another alarm bell in my, in my head. And my brother, you know, he's still sort of involved and he's just sort of just, kind of making his own way out and the thing is with my brother like compared to like other stories that i've heard like i admit like it's it's nothing in comparison to what i've heard from other people around the world and so on and so forth but 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 for him it was just this it was almost like for a few years he was in a trance like okay. he was just in this bubble where it was kind of like what are you doing what 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 is what does this mean for you and you know his friends at the time who a, a majority of them were from Hillsong were very much just you know I'm going to this church every you know every week pastors are great um, and they're, you know, they're the best thing ever. And, you know, they're going to go to Starbucks afterwards and they're all going to, you know, talk about whatever. Well, actually, to be honest, I think a lot of the conversation that I heard from them was, was very much shallow in terms of like mm. actual Christianity, if that makes sense. And I think right. there was a lot of choosing in terms of what versus, um, you know, they liked and what they didn't like from the Bible. And I mean, we, that's uh, yeah. to a certain extent, that's fine. They do like, you know, people have verses that stick out to them, um, more than others. But I, I just felt like, but, for me, I felt like this was more of a club than a, than a real genuine worship for, for God. I felt like this was more about the church and the, and the pastors who, who lead the church than God or Jesus, um, themselves sort of thing. And it just felt like every week going there. Well, I didn't go there every week, but the times that I did go there, it almost felt like the there was an opportunity for the pastors to be in, to to be like, okay, this is my time. Mm -hmm. People like worship me rather than God, Jesus, selves. Mm -hmm. I think for 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 Peter, my brother, I think for him, I think for him, um, how can I put it, like. He's not a person who worships another man, sort of thing. Yeah, okay. People being that, wow, he just sort of died to sink with this old antic behavior. Yep. From the congregation. Again, it was almost like, I think 
I've got a story for you actually, but I'll get into that in a minute. But I guess for say like they're, they're, they're listed in a as a charity. And I say that loosely, mm-hmm. um, this is a charity there, you know, financial records and so on and so forth are, are, are made public. So we found like some financial documentation and I looked and I thought, I'm not, I'm not an accountant. I'm not the biggest mathematician in the world, but I thought this can't be right. And, and I was looking at sort of what the pastors were getting and they, it was a sizable amount from what I remember. Um, and I thought to myself, this is, this is actually just here for the public to see. And I thought, do they want people seeing this like blatant, like just out there in the open? Um, but I thought if it's this whole like notion of hiding in plain sight sort of thing, just like, right. If, yeah. if, if you're, if you're so brazen about it, then it may cause people to not question you. You know what I mean? It's just like, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I think people assume that if something went wrong, if it was so terrible, you know, there'd be a consequence. The CIA would swoop in and something Rambo, I don't know. But it, I mean, and that's been one of our greatest frustrations or heartaches here in Australia is all these whistleblower documents were released. It's very mm-hmm. black and white how they've spent the money, how they haven't spent the money that was allocated to them to run charities. Um, there's tax evasion, all yeah. kinds of appropriation, and guess what? Nothing's happened. Uh, so, mm. um, you know, for example, my uh, lawyer that helps me, guides me, uh, has told me, Mick has told me that, you know, the ATO, the Australian Tax Office, doesn't have the yeah. resources to do such huge investigations. So they do smaller investigations and uh, uh, they're responsible for the biggest level of bankruptcy in this country, but they just don't have it to bring, you know, to, or, yeah, or I yeah. don't know. I mean, we live in hope, but yeah, it's, it's right there. It's, it's all sitting there. I think you've got more open uh, charity uh what's the word requirements or, or, you know, for transparency than we do, I believe in the UK. Yeah. But even from what we can see, there's, it's bodgy at best and it's, you know, um, ridiculous at worst. I don't know. And criminal at worst I and mean, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. So Definitely. yeah. Sorry. So how does he, how does he end up kind of not going anymore? How does that, is there a, a scene or I, does he, no, there is. You know what? I I I think, and it sounds it doesn't sound that exciting, but from what I remember, it was almost like just as it. I would almost say it was sudden. To be honest, I think even though there was a gradual shift in his thinking in terms of okay, like things aren't adding up here, I think there was a point where he was just kind of like all right, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. And I think also as well, like, as I said, there was a, there was a woman that he was interested in yeah. and they actually ended up in a relationship as well, actually. Um, and for, for a good few years. Um, 
Did she go? Uh, what, the, what? What did she think? What did she? Well, the the best way I can describe her was very much brainwashed. Like there was no sort yeah. of um critical thinking from her. She didn't question the church whatsoever. And I and I would, you know, say things in front of her about the church that I, I didn't necessarily agree with. And she wasn't defensive, but it was more like the whole like, oh yeah, yeah. And then nothing. You know, she wouldn't say anything more than that. But she was very much like, you know, no sex before marriage, that sort of thing. And and fine, you know, but she really meant it. So she was very much in the whole, you know, what's her name? Bobby Houston or whatever, like, you know, the, 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 the I don't know if I can swear on this, but um, the whole, you know, color your world thing and the books that Bobby mm-hmm. was coming out with and, and all that rubbish, really. Um, so I think there was a real, not just from her, but I think there was a real drive for a lot of the women over here in the UK to sort of follow this. Um, yeah. It was a term I think Bobby used um, for women, but I can't remember what it was, what it was, like her, got to be a kingdom woman. I can't remember what yeah. it was, but it, yeah. it was this whole known, oh, is that it? I think kingdom women and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there was this whole sort of notion of, you know, a very much, like, very much of a drive for women in Hillsong um, to be very much like, oh, you know, got to serve your husband and all of this stuff and very sort of antiquated Mm-hmm. stuff going, going on which which also like baffled me because you know on the surface the presentation yeah the presentation yeah. was very much contemporary right yeah. Yeah. very much like modern but then there was things coming out in the church where it was like very old-fashioned yeah yeah, and I yeah. Just, myself this is bizarre and and it was old-fashioned in the sense that it what i noticed even just in the london congregation of it being more geared towards men, like like to ah. their advantage, rather ah. than rather than women. But the women didn't seem to question any of what they were hearing, and it was just like, okay, we've got a whole separate conference for women. Um, and I just thought, okay, what's that about? And from what I understand, I never saw. Well, I mean, apart from maybe Bobby, but in London, I never saw a woman um, leave the church mm. in worship, mm. okay. which, which was another thing. But I mean, just going back to, I mean, I think going back to my brother, I think, <laughs> I think for him, there was a little bit of frustration in the in the relationship because I think a lot of it was being dictated by Hillsong. Yeah. And I'm going to call it Hillsong Doctrine. 
Yes. And I think he was yes. a bit like, a bit like, is this a life that I want to live going forward? Um, mm. And it, do I want to be in a relationship and raise a, a family, I guess, that's being surrounded by um, Hillsong, basically? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess his answer to that ultimate, ultimately was no. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember having, because obviously that documentary, uh, I know I spoke to you about it um, a few couple months ago that was on Disney Plus, um, whatever, uh, about Hillsong, I can't remember the full Big title. Hillsong, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember, you know, I was saying to my brother, like, oh, my gosh, it's documentary on hell song and he was just like um, you know i'm not i'm not surprised sort of thing and i think for him sort of he sometimes look back on it and i think he, he's very much just like they're all crooks they're all crooks and he's yeah. not talking about people who go i think yep. he feels sorry for the people who go but it's more it's more the people who are taking advantage of the, you know, of, of, of the congregation. Cause you're talking about people who have come from, um, backgrounds where, you know, they've suffered trauma, they've suffered things in their own life that, uh, that, you know, yeah. that caused them to come to a place where they're looking for connection and, and that in itself, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it just it just seems to come, it just seems to come at a price. And, um, it's going, just going back now, um, as well, yeah. sorry, post this, um, just going, just going back now, um, to at the time when he first started joining the church, there was a, uh, how can I put it? There was a school um, the whole music situation actually of the church, that's what I was talking, that's what I was thinking. The whole music situation of the church was quite interesting in itself because I was in, um, doing my first degree at the time, which was like in music business okay. management. And I remember saying to, to my brother, like that I had this assignment where I had to like it was around music publishing. And I remember saying to Peter, I'm like, look, I'm gonna do an assignment that's based on the Hillsong model. Um, mm-hmm. And in a sense, Hillsong helped me quite a lot with this assignment indirect. Because yeah. what yeah. it was, it, you know, Hillsong, Hillsong has like a, a, a clear business model in, in terms of their music alone. I know they've got merchandising and all of that stuff. But obviously they, they create songs publishing wise. That's great because then, you know, they can go to other churches and say that can we sing our hymns or whatever they pay that they get a cut of whatever, you know? So yeah. that was basically the, cr- the crux of my assignment. I was saying, you know, in, in my assignment, in a nutshell, I can create, you know, gossip, like gospel music or, you know, worship music or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, eventually like grow a business out of it. And then, you know, 
basically persuade other churches, smaller churches to start using my music, so on and so forth, and then it can like, can get money from it. So when that happened, I remember I got like, an, like a A for it. And I said, I said to my, I said to my brother, I said, look, my tutor saw that and said, he likes the business model, but it's dangerous. And I said to my brother, look, that is proof that this isn't, this isn't the, you know, this isn't legit. This is, this is a, this is a church, you know, that has that, that poses as a charity, but it's a business essentially and a cult, but you know, yes. They, yes. Need to, they need to, they need to make, they need to make money. And the thing is, this is when I started learning a bit more about the, the, the head guy, um, Brian. Ah. Um, and again, I was, you know, finding out more about him, telling my brother about him. And it was just this whole, I think that opened up a lot more doors as well, like, or a lot more windows, I guess, into, mm-hmm. you know, truth the truth is because again i was kind of working backwards i think most other people they hear about hillsong from latin or first from latin australian perspective i guess but i was kind of working backwards i was kind of like thinking okay here's a church in in london mm-hmm. hillsong and i was learning that there was more around the world and then i eventually got my way to not obviously directly, but to, to, to Brian. And then that's when I thought that that's when I learned it or to this, then I as well, even thought, and now I just, here's me in little old London, but this guy has created something that's beyond my, my imagination. Um, and I just said, I just to Peter, look, like, look, look at all of this stuff. Like, look, look at this, like this guy came out with a book. Um, what was it? You need more money. That's him. Yeah, that's it. Again, I just thought to myself, this is this this company, right? And then we were hearing about you know the the the, the sexual abuse allegations. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- you know th- things going on in the church. I didn't really hear anything about anything like that in terms of London. Um, and I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I'm just saying like, you know, I didn't hear about much of that in London as I would hear about, you know, it it happening in, in Australia, um, you know, um, more publicized was, you know, what kind of aftermath was there for you or for him, if any, I mean, um, what did he go through any kind of situation or how'd life go after that um um i would say there was a bit of an aftermath in terms of like his relationship i guess with this woman that did also go to hillsong um i think she was very much like you know really wanting the marriage and you know just the whole typical sort of hill song life that they mm-hmm. would present 
Um, and it just, it just didn't really, it just didn't end well. Um, I'm not going to get into all of it because some of it was a little bit. Okay, yeah. Just um, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was, it just, the, the, that relationship ended. Um, and, you know, I think once he was just not with the whole Hillsong vibe, it was almost just like, okay, cool. Like, you're still with, you know, you're still with the Hillsong through and all of that stuff. And I don't think I can like rock with that really. Um, and then the rest of the friends that he had gained through Hillsong, that eventually fell off. There was one particular friend who Bad, he yeah. actually sort of just became, just felt sorry for really. Um, and that, and that relationship just ended as well. And then I, and I would say in terms of anyone that he knew from Hillsong, is he still in communication with them now? No, absolutely not. Not okay. at all. And I think in terms of me, um, not much of a more aftermath for me. I think, you know, I'm not worried about my brother returning there anymore. Yeah, that's, that's just going to happen. But I think for me, I still have like an interest in the church in terms of like, sometimes I dip in and out and think, okay, what's going on for them today? What's, what are they doing? What, uh, what are they? And, you know, recently, you know, I looked into what like Hillsong are doing here in London and what I've noticed is I think they split up their, um, congregations into smaller ones now. So it's almost like they're trying mm -hmm. to more of a more of a community based church, if that makes sense. So yeah, all the churches dotted around instead of everyone going to this um going to this one theater. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is what it used to be. And and I, I'm I I'm kind of like my whole thing was, and it sounds really selfish, but I'll say it anyway. My whole thing was this. I was concerned about my brother. Mm -hmm. I really, the church bothered me. Yes, it did. But I was more concerned about my brother. So it was more like, as I soon as he was gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't care. Yeah. About what yeah. Uh, and I mean, you've been so gracious and polite and fair and reasonable and considered uh, with your statements. There, there's so much in there though that I know other people who are concerned for their brother or father or sister or cousin. What would it tell people who have relatives who are in a trance, like you think your brother was, or, or you saw your brother was? Um, what kind of tips would you give them when they want to just kind of drag someone away and that's uh, not going to work? What would you um, tell I would say best as possible, don't lead with emotion. Um, yeah. I think when you lead with emotion, that's when they can get more defensive. Be patient, do your own research. Um, and, and don't be like, what's that uh, term like? 
cognitive bias or whatever it is, actually mm -hmm. try and be balanced in your approach to like the research that yeah. you do. So like even like, because if you've got a negative view or you're suspicious, that can sometimes like lead, lead, lead how you do your research basically. So try and be balanced as best as possible, even though it will be hard. And whatever you find, good or bad, just try and present that to them. And then all I can say is they have that, you, you've given them the information and mm -hmm. it's up to them to do, to, 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 um, to do with that information as they, they please. What I would say is this though, if you, if you find that they're, you know, putting themselves in danger in any way, then yeah, definitely like properly intervene. Um, okay. and even that will be hard, but like, I, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough, to, um, that, you know, my brother didn't get to a point where I felt like he was really, really putting himself in danger where, whereas I know other people may not mm -hmm. have that privilege, if that makes sense. So for me is be patient, don't lead with emotion as much as you possibly can and just sort of yeah, do the, do the researching. Thank you so much. Like, thank oh, you so much. Cause it, yeah, there's, I've always thought for every kind of one person there, there's gotta be four or five direct people that workmates, uh, family, people that, you know, mm. that have questions and concerns. So. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. No problem. No problem. At all. Well, your day is just beginning and thank you so much for your time and yeah yeah wonderful my pleasure no problem thank you very much bye 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 i loved that story there's so much genuine care in that and troy's become a social worker he's clearly very measured wanting to be very rational about everything and, and very fair as well. You know, their relationship is great and that's a great outcome. I am always fascinated by these, you know, the, the, the archetype of the warring brothers. There's always these two brothers uh, in all these stories, you know, Cain and Abel and Esau and Jacob. And then, you know, there always seems to be these uh, brotherly stories in the Bible, and uh, with those evangelists, dictators. And yet this one is just so legit. Really grateful for Troy's contribution to our giant conversation. So many people are pulling their hair out because they've got a relative or a friend involved in a place like Hillsong and they just don't know exactly what to do. So I really hope... That was helpful to people. I want to thank you again for choosing to spend time with us. Really appreciate it. Please like, share, subscribe, do all that and share this with someone who you think will benefit from it. A lot of pain, blood and sweat and tears went into that. Not on my part. Thank you for all your messages and comments and votes of confidence 
they're always appreciated more than you know. And a huge thank you to my patrons, especially my newer ones. Really appreciate it. Your support goes a long, long way to make this show happen. That's us for today. I hope you are doing great. I want you to keep being kind to yourselves, please, please. Be kind to people around you. It's incredibly disarming. And keep leaving Hillsong. I mean, Brian put out a tweet this week that said, we're coming back. So, you know, heads for the hills. Keep getting out of there. And we'll talk soon. Bye.